0: at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best selling books. Tell me more how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential and my guest today is definitely going to help us not only with our potential but really about you know I think keeping some a lot of energy and positivity. So t- Tony Martinetti is a leadership coach Entrepreneur, an idea generator, and a people connector, which I always love. He brings together practical experience, formal training, and extreme curiosity, which is always a good thing, especially when he uses it to help elevate leaders and equip them with the tools to navigate through dun 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 change and unlock their true potential. And you know, we haven't seen much change in the last year or so, not at all. But what I really loved about his bio is he says he loves guiding people to find clarity in their lives so that they are energized, fully present, and unstoppable. So thank you, Tony, for joining me today.
1: I'm thrilled to be here, Michael.
0: So I love energy. I love it when people have all kinds of things about energizing because I think that's, well, I know I need a lot of energy. I try and keep a lot of energy, but I think that it's something that we don't talk enough about, you know, in terms of what it means as a leader. And uh, so I can't wait to pick your brain a little bit, but I just gave some highlights of your bio. Tell us a little bit more about you, your business and what you do and how you help people to shock their potential.
1: I'd be thrilled to. And so I do love that you talked about energy because it is something that's so foundational to, you know, first of all, how you lead um yes. because when people bring themselves into the room you're affecting everyone around you and i think that's a cool thing about it um yeah. and everyone's a leader so that's the other part of this very good but i would i would say to give you a little bit about um, what i do and how i do it is that i like to say that i guide leaders to climb mountains uh uh-huh. if Feel more fulfilled, and you know, to to lead with an inspired purpose. Because, real in reality, what's happening is a lot of people they they get on a, on the mountain of their you know their life, their career path, and um, sometimes they need somebody to to go alongside them and help them to find that you know are they on the right path? Are they taking the right challenges? And so, uh, what I work with them on is to ensure that they're, you know, looking at the mountain in the right right way. Um, So that's what I do with people and it really fills me up um, to do that. One of the the biggest things I do to shock people's potential is uh, to get them to break their patterns and to see, um, you know, what behaviors and stories are no longer serving them.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, we, um, the mind is a powerful tool that can both help us to move forward, but also get in our way. <laughs>
0: yep. Yep.
1: So I love it. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes you have to create what I, I like to call it a beautiful reframe of how you look at the world. And uh, and it all starts from, from within.
0: I love that. I was I love to take notes as you're talking. Yeah. And that um, when you talk about guiding them to climb their mountain and Mm -hmm. walking beside them, help them make sure they're on the right path, but also understand that there are challenges that you need to take, like that you might not, if you didn't have somebody right beside you, helping you, guiding you, supporting you, pushing you? <laughs> you know, Should you take yeah. that easier route or should you scale a little bit more? And that actually leads, um, I, I didn't mention it yet, but I know you're writing your first book called Climbing the Right Mountain, Navigating yes. the Journey of Transformation. So I, that makes a lot of sense. When you, when you frame it with this, um, this way to people that you work with, you know, what are their responses to, you know, this idea of climbing a mountain and climbing the right mountain?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, one of the best ways to think about it for people in the way that they react to it is that, you know, they see that there's a struggle along that path. And sometimes it's just like, they can see the top of the mountain and they think to themselves like, yeah, I just want to, I just want to get up there. I want to, I know what I want. I want to be the CEO or I want to be, you know, I want to make a million dollars, or whatever it may be that they have at the top of the mountain, but they don't want to go through the process of, the, of, of creating that for themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's not you know, saying like, oh, well, you want the easy way. It's not necessarily that. It's about really under- not understanding who they have to become to get there.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: just to give you a little bit of a, a story that goes behind that is that so many people And I know you're going to relate to this because so many people can see this is that a lot of leaders and um, people go through their lives to get to the top of this mountain and when they get there they see all the sacrifices they had to they had to go through to get there Mm
0: -hmm. and they
1: they realize it's not worth it Um, that maybe the um, what they thought they wanted wasn't really what they really wanted and they sacrificed their lives, um, you know, their time with family, their potentially went through depression, burnout, uh, maybe their health um, in service of a goal that they thought they wanted, um, but in reality, maybe they didn't. And there's ways to, to, to go differently through that path. And that's what I help people to kind of see that there's other ways to, to look at the moment.
0: And you know, you're so right on so many levels Uh, and it's sometimes you, you really think that that's, that is the right mountain. It's the only mountain you can climb because you're on a path. And sometimes you are already halfway up that mountain and it's really hard. I was just interviewing somebody. This is a great reminder. um, And her interview is going to air real close to yours. And she was, you know, had an amazing career in television journalism, Mm -hmm. you know, broadcast journalism. And she was anchoring and she was, you know, getting all the great assignments and she was producing and she was working her way up. And one day she I don't know. We didn't really talk about what it was, but one day she realized she, she could see that path that she had been working on her whole career, you know, her college education, everything. And then she looked back and said, whoa, I am headed for a crash. And what she then thought was she had to change to a completely other mountain. She like took a year off, but yeah. what she, you know, looks back now and says, okay, it was great because she found a different mountain to climb and it was wonderful. Um, But she also thought, well, if I can't do one, I have to do something brand new. And I I think that it's often challenging for people, whatever mountain they're trying to climb, to really know what the journey is going to be and what it looks like from the top without somebody else to ask you questions and help you reframe. And like you said, break through your patterns and see if these patterns are the same patterns you need, or do you need new ones? And what stories do you keep telling yourself that aren't helping you? But, it, but working with somebody outside yourself to do that is really empowering, but probably frightening as well.
1: Very much so. And, and that's why <laughs> I like to say that I don't serve, I mean, I, I don't try to please people. I try to serve them. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, the distinction is so clear. Sometimes we get in this process of like, oh, I want to make sure these, be, my client is satisfied with what I'm giving them. Well, you know, that's great. But if I really want to make sure that they get what they need, sometimes I have to tell them things that they don't want to hear.
0: Absolutely absolutely and help look in the mirror i always talk about this is my mirror you know and i know it's a hand i get that but i always <laughs> pretend you know since i can't carry around a mirror all the time pretend your hand is a mirror and sometimes you have to look at it and sometimes other people have to show it to you yeah and when they yeah. show it to you you're like oh why didn't i see that oh but yeah. but that recognition is the part of the breakthrough to make change
1: yeah absolutely absolutely so i i mean this is I'm so gifted in the sense that I love the work that I do and it's such a joy to see people have that realization. I sometimes say it's like they're breathing deep for the first time, like having a deep Mm -hmm. breath for the first time and saying like, yeah, this is what it's like to breathe when they have that realization that they hadn't seen in a long time. It's cool.
0: I have, uh, I love, you know, also um, this concept of helping people Choose the right mountain. and Make some really, you know, really uh, conscious choices. I actually am, I have started a, another business book as well called "Which Way Are You Rowing Your Boat?" And I was, I was prompted by this when I was in uh, um, Central Park a few years ago, and I was watching you know on this bridge watching all these people row rowboats, and I'm like, three quarters of the people are sitting in the wrong part of the boat, and they're rowing it the wrong direction. You know, they're like. Totally in the wrong direction. They're, you know, they don't have the the bow, you know, in the right spot. And it was just fascinating to me. And I thought, how many people in their work lives are rowing in the wrong direction because they haven't stopped to ask or look around to see, you know, other see how other people are rowing the boat. <laughs> yeah. And if they didn't know how to do it, maybe ask for some support on rowing the boat.
1: <laughs> I love that. It's such a beautiful way to think about it because I I, I work with a lot of people who come out of like, you know, scientists or people who come out of academia. And Mm -hmm. um, it's like, you know, it's just expected. They they know how to lead or they know how to manage. And, you know, (laughs) they may be rowing the wrong way because no one showed them or even, you know, gave them any inkling of how to move in that direction. They just Mm -hmm. said, oh, you're a great scientist. Now go lead this team of scientists. (laughs)
0: or you're a really great salesperson. We're going to put you in charge of the sales team. And they're like, all I know is how to do what I do. I don't know how to teach other people to do it or motivate people to do it. I've seen that many times. Yeah. So along the way, One of the questions that I love to ask people is, you know, because I think it always is very telling, especially when you do this work that you do, why, you you know, what you've learned along the way and what you've, you know, why you are so passionate about you. But when you think to your own professional career, what's the most important lesson you learned along the way that helps you to shock your potential, but that maybe wasn't the easiest lesson to learn?
1: Ooh, there's so many that it's so hard for me to choose. And I would say the one that has really always gotten me back is to, um, to feel all the feelings. Mm-hmm. And um, what I mean by that is that um, when you're feeling down or you're feeling like, ah, oh, this really sucks. I mean, and pardon my language, but it really feels like this is not uh, what I wanna be feeling right now. Mm-hmm. That's a clue. Because emotions are clues as to something that has to change or mm. something that has to move in a different direction. And so um, embrace those feelings, feel those feelings, but then see what it's making you wanna do next. And that's really what's been arising in me. Um, you know, at first in my journey, it wasn't really all that clear. And I instead <laughs> just got more frustrated until you get to this point where you just blow, wanna blow up. But ultimately now, with the ability to see that in hindsight and also having tools to deal with it, I now see how powerful it is that you can let them in. Um, And you build range. You build range to see that, wow, like it's okay to be having your down moments because then you know on the other side of that, there's some powerful up moments and you can Mm -hmm. celebrate those and use that as fuel for when you're down.
0: You know, I, as you were talking, I was remembering I had a sales manager who worked for me uh, many years ago and he had been, I don't know why I thought of this, I guess, just because I'd earlier said, you know, some people are sales, great sales, individual Mm -hmm. contributors, but not great sales leaders. And he was a very nice man. And I think he could have been a really good leader, great leader, but he was getting very frustrated. And everything stressed him out. And he was carrying it home with him. And he was constantly stressed. Like every time I would talk to him, he was more and more stressed. And finally, one day I sat down with him and I said, let's talk about this. You know, what are you stressed about? And he's like, I'm not stressed. I'm like, you are totally stressed. (laughs) I go, just being in the same room with you, I feel it. It's palpable. And I said, you have to be taking this home with you. And he's like, Okay, yes, I am. So, you know, let's talk about that. You know, what are you carrying home with you every night? What's this baggage? And as we got farther into the conversation, he said, I just I don't know if I'm doing a good job. I'm stressed when our numbers are off. I'm stressed, you know, because I've never worked under this kind of pressure. And he had been promoted to this position before I came in in uh became his leader. And I said, you know, I really have to, you know, let's talk about well, what are the things that could happen? He's like, Well, I'm so afraid I'm gonna get fired. I'm like okay, I don't want to fire you. I would like to coach you. But mm-hmm. let's also take another look at this and say, is this the right position for you? Yeah. Because not every good salesperson is a good sales leader. They're not all comfortable in that. And, um, and so then, of course, you know, he's like, are you demoting me? And he's panicking. And I'm like, no, but let's talk about this honestly. And in the end, we actually um, you know, te- technically demoted him, put somebody else in leadership position and he, he had his feelings hurt for a little bit, but he called me later and he's like, I can sleep at night.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He goes, and strangely enough, I'm making more money again. I'm like, yeah, a lot of times salespeople make more money than the sales managers, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, I didn't realize how bad it was. And it was, I think your point when you said emotions, you know, are clues to something that has to move or has to change. And sometimes we're afraid even of those, emotion, you know, those emotions because we know they're clues. And if we change, that means we have to do something different. And that's sometimes just as scary as staying on the same path. Absolutely.
1: I love that. And it's, it's, it's that, that's a reframe um, story, of, if I've ever mm-hmm. heard one, because he had to see that um, this is not a demotion. In fact, it's something that allows me to become more of who I truly am. Mm. And, uh, I think that's really a great, great story. Great illustration.
0: I did also say, is it more important for you to stay in this position or be married? (laughs) He's (laughs) like, be married. I'm like, okay, well then that's also something we should be taking into consideration. (laughs) Cause I know your wife and she's going to kill you.
1: (laughs) There you go. I mean, fear is a a great motivator.
0: (laughs) So if you could go back in time and talk to the younger Tony and tell him anything that would have shocked his potential farther or faster or kept him on exactly the same path, when would you go back to him and what would you tell him?
1: Oh, that's perfect. I would go back. Well, I, I'm going to do two super quick ones. So one of them is I would go, I would go super far back. And uh, when I was a kid, I was a creative child who um, the well-meaning adults told you need to go do something that's a little more lucrative and, you know, something that's going to be, you know, going to pay off in the end. You uh, can't
0: be an artist, Tony.
1: <laughs> you can't be an artist. You can't make a living. And I think I would hold on to that and say, you know what? I can be whoever I want to be. And I can, if I want to do the things that really make my heart sing, I will do it. Mm. Um, and that's what I really want to go back to. But then I would also go back to um, the Tony that was sitting in the corporate world and feeling as though I have to be the martyr. I have to work hard towards the goals that mm-hmm. I've set for myself and it's do or die. Just keep on keep on hammering away mm-hmm. and realize that um, you're not alone. Um, ask for help, because asking for help is not giving up. It's mm-hmm. it actually the sign of a true leader is someone who knows when it's time to also um, reach out a hand and say, yeah, I could use a hand on this, or I could use a little bit of advice.
0: I agree. I think that is really profound. Asking for help is not giving up. And it is, uh, it's really, <laughs> this will be a funny, funny story. I'll tell you back. Yeah. So last week I was doing all these interviews and I've been doing back to back interviews because I'm going to, by the time I'm done, I will have taped episodes for the next several months. And so I'm taking a few weeks off, I'm you know, going to take some downtime But I've been interviewing all these incredible people like you. And I was getting at the end of my rope and I was like, all these people are so awesome. Why am I not this awesome? (laughs) And (laughs) last week I did this whole um, live broadcast on jealousy, which I really should have said envy. And what I was really saying after I got another few good nights of sleep, I actually had great response to it. Although hardly anybody posted to the actual post. I got all texts phone calls and emails saying, yeah. I totally have bullet. And I'm like, why didn't you post that? Um, but it was interesting because after I got done, I was like, okay, this is telling me something. This is telling me something besides being tired. This is telling me that I am, I'm missing something. I'm missing either some direction for myself or another sounding board or, mm-hmm. or just, you know, missing telling somebody, hey, I need you to give me a pat on the back because sometimes it's really lonely being, you know, your one person show, even though I've got a team, they're all over the world. Um, yeah. And it was interesting to sit back and go, wow, sometimes your emotions really do boil over. And sometimes you have to, no matter what that persona is that you're trying to keep up, You have to let it down because when you let it down is when you're really going to grow. And boy, I don't know
1: if I'm growing yet, but
0: (laughs) it was definitely a start.
1: (laughs) You got to start somewhere and keep on building that muscle. You know, that's the key. Yeah. That's great.
0: Yeah. So when people come to you, do they, you know, in the beginning, when you first start talking with people, you know, do you see more of people saying, "Okay, I'm going to be an open book," or say, "I'm going to be an open book," and they're not an open book, and you have to get them to slowly ask for that help along the way?
1: Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll say it this way, and I think you'll relate with this. The problem is not always the problem. Um, mm-hmm. So, when I first hear them come to me, um, it's usually something like, oh, "I want to build my, you know, my presence," or "I want to," um, I mean the you know, I don't have confidence or, you know, like, I, I, I want to speak up more in meetings, that kind of stuff. And that's all fine find great. And I really love that because I'm a big proponent for people using their voice and making sure that they are not holding back in the workplace because too many people have, um, are being shouted out by other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. and don't feel safe. And I think that's yeah. important. And so I want them to feel that way, but what I find is that as I have conversations with them, there's a deeper thing that's holding them back that, um, that really is bigger. They're not living the dream, that, that they're not living their dream. They're not living the life that, that, that they were meant to be living. And just a few tweaks alone, um, like I said, a, f- a reframe of how they're looking at their lives can really make a huge difference as to how they show up and how they um, can lead. Mm-hmm. Um, all those things can change by a few, just minor tweaks and say minor, that's not true. Some <laughs> tweaks, um, they're not always minor because it takes a lot of, um, a, a lot of energy from them to really see past. Yeah. So,
0: and I can see that, you know, when you get them to those points, the the comments, like you said before, when they say, I can breathe again, I can sleep again, yeah. you know, that sense of relief when you start to live authentically.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, and totally. one of the things I will say, just because I love, I love sharing this, is that um, some people say, like, I want to be, like, you know, um, like the leaders in the room who, you know, do this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, I, I'm going to help you become, you know, the leader that, like, the leaders inside of you. You're not going to be like them. You're going to be more of who you're meant to be. So there's mm-hmm. no, like, turning you into somebody else. Yeah. Um, it's, like, it's like putting you and turning you on fire. In, in a good way. <laughs>
0: and, and that's important is that everybody does have their own sense. I, when I was, um, you know, last couple roles I was in as a VP of sales, at one point I had, um, I was in a very large company. I had three colleagues. So we were all VPs and we were all VPs of sales over a quarter of the U.S. And I remember somebody said to me, why can't you be like the other three? Like, and they were referring to um, how they knew their numbers and what they knew of the PNL and all that. And I'm yeah. like, look, I have told you all from the beginning that numbers are not my thing, so that's why I got a buddy in finance who tells me everything I need to know. My strength is in leading and motivating my team to achieve those results. Yeah. So I don't mm-hmm. think I'm best served by spending hours learning how to um, do Excel spreadsheet, you know, uh, formulas. It's just not, I would rather know that I'm off by, you know, $50,000 and figure out how I'm going to get $50,000 out of my people. That's what I do well. (laughs) And they're like, but why don't you know your numbers? I'm like, I do know my numbers. Somebody tells me exactly what I need to know.
1: (laughs) That's awesome.
0: Didn't didn't always go over very well, but you know, you couldn't couldn't, uh, argue with my results. So I'm like, there you go.
1: Everyone's got a method to their madness, right?
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, Tony, I love what you do and and I love your positive energy. I can't wait to, uh, you'll make sure that uh, we find out when you get your book out. Do you have a uh, release target date for yourself?
1: Well, I'm targeting the winter. Um, It might be earlier, but I'm I'm not going to make the promises yet because I still have a lot of work to do. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of work. Believe me. But good. So make sure that we know when that comes out because we'd love to help you promote it. And I know we'll have all of your contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody can't wait and they want to dial you up right now, what's the best way for them to find you?
1: The best place to find me is inspiredpurposecoach.com. And I'm also on all the LinkedIn and all the social media channels that you can find me. So.
0: Excellent. So before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers?
1: Oh, I would say the the most, um, I guess, pearl of wisdom is that I always say, expand your vision and narrow your focus. That's Mm -hmm. the the thing I always tell my clients. And what it means is really to think bigger, step away from your what you're doing. You know, see if what's getting your way is just that you're narrow, too narrow in the way you're looking. And then once you see the bigger picture take what you've learned and narrow in your focus. So you execute on what's most lighting you up. So that's my takeaway.
0: I Mm. love it. Tony, thank you so much for being a guest today. It's absolutely a
1: pleasure. I'm so glad we're connected. Same here. Thank you so much for having me on the show. This has been fantastic.
0: Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.